it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Donovan Edwards rotates in at the back. He's got the football. Bumps into traffic and escapes. Donovan Edwards racing to the end zone. Michigan flexing immediately. Back in the game, and he's loose again. Edwards off and running. Welcome back, Donovan Edwards. 46 yards. Has time. Launches downfield. Wide open. And he overshot Odunze, the play they needed to turn this around. Just overthrown. Backs up on first down is Brusher. And slung down at the five, the pass rush. Penix has time, watches, touchdown! Jalen McMillan, there is a flag down. Holding, defense, number two. So what a turnaround here. It's a very crafty play calls down here. Instead, they just handed this time to Cora. Sets back, breaks the tackle, touchdown, Michigan! Good morning, welcome in here to a snowy Omaha, Nebraska. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. With back pain. Shane Schillenberg producing. Did you get out and shovel this morning? I Is did. That, oh, man. And, dude, the the snow, the the wet stuff underneath the light stuff. So heavy. Was so unexpected. Oh, because yeah. Because I wasn't watching the snowfall last night. I was watching the national championship game. I know. Big surprise to everybody <laughs> out there. But as I'm scooping up snow this morning, and my driveway's not small, um, and it's on a little bit of a, an incline, well, I guess decline. Decline. <laughs> because I'm going down the There's a downhill. slope of one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I found myself scooping up all that heavy stuff and just thinking, what am I doing? Like, why haven't I invested into um, – what are those like snow machines? Oh, snow pl- like, uh, snow, snow blower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, why haven't I invested into one of those yet? And it's because I'm cheap and don't want to. <laughs> They're so, called kids. What's that? They're oh, called yeah, kids. They are. <laughs> those are the ten thousand dollar ones. Honestly, those it's not worth. Those are the most expensive uh, snow removal service you can buy as children. <laughs> um, but the yeah, no, I, I'm just waiting for my my guy. I'll come by. He'll. Uh, 
Uh, oh, you know, uh, you know Kendall, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kendall's my guy. He uh, he comes by and does the the snow, so he'll. Uh, He'll Just because, out of the kindness of his heart? No, I mean, <laughs> I, I pay him for it. Uh, but it's, like, if that's so, Kendall, you know where I live. It's the kindness of my of my low back that I need need help with there. So appreciate that. He'll be out any any minute, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, no, it's a uh, it's a nice snowy mm-hmm. tu- Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? It is Tuesday. Nice. I, snowy. Last week threw us off a little bit, but today's Tuesday. Yeah, eventually we'll figure out what day it is again. It's a nice snowy Tuesday morning here. On Heard Out Sports Radio on AM 590 ESPN Omaha and ESPN Tri-Cities. And we officially have a national champion Boo. of college football. No, I shouldn't do that. Uh, shouldn't do we that. also, <laughs> well, we have an official champion of college football for now. We'll see. We'll see how long uh, <laughs> we'll see that stands without a little star up in the right corner. Yeah, like I assume the NCAA isn't actually going to do anything because that's kind of what the NCAA does is not do anything. Um but it is going to be one of those that it's – listen, how, however much you think it actually impacted the, the winning and losing of games, and in Michigan's case, just the winning of games, it's going to be really difficult to – not difficult. It's impossible to tell the story of Michigan this season without, without all of the cloud that hung over them. And I wouldn't say yet that the NCAA won't do anything because, I, I mean, they may not technically – rule over the college football playoffs. Yeah. But don't think that the NCAA and the CFP aren't in bed together. Oh, and, for sure. And the NCAA has kind of like worked out something like this with BCS before when they stripped USC back in 2004. You're right. So, like, I wouldn't I'm, – I'm actually holding on to more hope than probably most people <laughs> because of that. And I actually don't even care that much because it's not like if Michigan – if they strip Michigan of the title – then Washington gets it. What I was rooting for last night, I think people got this a little bit confused, which is fine, is I was rooting for Kalen DeBoer to get a national championship because I'm a huge Kalen DeBoer fan, which everybody who listens to the show is very familiar. But because I was rooting for Kalen DeBoer, that meant I was rooting against Michigan. I also just, I, I don't dislike Michigan in and of itself. Like I don't actively, like Texas, actively dislike all the time, right? Um, Iowa, actively dislike all the time Wisconsin actively dislike all the time I don't I sort of actually like Michigan I really like how they play football Uh, I sort of have a weird soft spot for Jim Harbaugh even though he's a big weirdo because of his time with the 49ers and that was a good period in their history he talked about every piece of confetti having a story last night yeah I don't think it does I'm just gonna be honest with you I don't think all the pieces of confetti this piece of confetti made it all the way from Tuscaloosa this piece of confetti (laughs) came from Miami he's there's definitely a weird streak to the guy uh that I don't always love but I, I will say this what you can't go out and say if you're Jim Harbaugh, and I want to I make sure I get the quote right here. He says, it went exactly how we wanted to, it to go to win every game. I believe that. I think most of their games went through the script that they wanted to, right? The off-the-field issues were innocent, and we stood strong and tall because we knew we were innocent, and I'd like to point that out. What I would like to point out is they fired someone for breaking the rules. <laughs> someone who was on their staff was fired for breaking rules. What I would like to point out is your quarterback said in a press conference before the college football playoff semifinals that every team cheats. Yes. So they knew about it. So they were at so JJ McCarthy is admitting the cheating. He's just saying everybody does it. Okay? Which is probably a more reasonable defense 
like, hey, why are you singling us out versus, oh, we didn't do anything wrong. But also, the university literally fired a person because they broke the rules and cheated. So I don't know if you know much about working for uh, public universities and stuff like that. I know you worked at at Omaha, Mm -hmm. right? It's really hard to fire someone without cause. Uh, It's extremely difficult, really, in any job. Yeah, it, it is, right? But really hard to fire someone without cause. And especially in, in jobs where there's a, a sort of public-facing component. I know he was deep on, but any, any job in Michigan football is a public job, I consider it, or in any major football program, right? So you're firing a guy who has become very famous recently for cheating. You can't go back and then say, we weren't cheating. You either have to stand by Connor Stallions mm-hmm. and ride it out and be like, hey, this is our guy. He didn't do anything wrong. Or... You can claim innocence. You don't get to do both. Because if you have consequences for cheating, then you can't go back and say, hey, we weren't cheating. And nobody can do that. Like, look, in-game sign stealing has never been illegal. Mm -hmm. Ever. ever. And that's not not what's being argued here. Because that's, that's just a part of the game. That's not what Michigan is accused of doing. No, they were video recording other teams' games. I don't know how, like... Like, this is really not that hard to understand. Yeah. And no one is denying, I mean, except for Jim Harbaugh, apparently. Well, no one is the, denying the fact. Michigan, the fan base. I mean, there's, there's even some national people that are just glossing over it. Yeah, people are glossing over it for sure. But no one really denied the facts of the case. No one denied that that's what Connor Stallions was doing. The, the argument you can make is, okay, how much of an impact does that have on winning? And I don't know. Because Michigan's really, really good at football. They're a great football they had, team. They have great talent. They had guys return because they wanted to make yeah. a national championship and, and win. They were built in a way like they were built like one of the earlier Alabama teams, where really great line play, really great running uh, running backs, really great defense. JJ McCarthy's better than like a Brody Croyle, but he's probably somewhere in like an AJ McCarron range, maybe a little better. He's probably somewhere between A.J. McCarron and... I'd probably sit A.J. McCarron or maybe even a step down. He did not look good last he night. He didn't, but he's going to get drafted a lot higher than A.J. McCarron did. So I'm trying to find... Where does he get drafted, though? Because, you know, before the season started, a little bit throughout the season, when you sprinkle that he was top three in Heisman voting, that it was like, okay, like J.J. McCarthy's starting to kind of look like a first-round pick. Not seeing it anymore. I'm seeing him fall more maybe in the third round range. Yeah, so there's some there's some disagreement amongst analysts where he, he where he ends up. But even in the third round, I think I think AJ McCarron was a fifth rounder. So maybe. even as a third rounder, he would be higher thought of by the NFL than, than an AJ McCarron was. I'd probably put him somewhere between like an AJ McCarron and a Mac Jones in terms of Bama quarterbacks. Right. But my point is this is a team built in a way that I really appreciate. It's built in a way that I think a lot of Nebraska fans appreciate. You saw the way they dominated on the ground last night. And that's, that's the thing that sort of sucks about this whole situation is it was a pretty dominating performance last night. There's definitely places that Washington could have gone out and made it even closer. I mean, I have a whole list here in my notes of <laughs> – of just times where Michael Penix specifically 
did things totally out of character and missed throws that were totally out of character. Mm-hmm. And some of that has to go to Michigan's credit, right? They beat him up. You saw him walking off the field. That Hold, dude was holding his beat, side. Yep. Holding his side. He had rolled his ankle at one, or got his ankle rolled up on at one point. He had gotten hit a ton. And even though he'd only got sacked once, he got hit on almost every drop back. And so, and so that's definitely part of him playing out of character, I think. And Well, he was rushed. Yeah, he was, he was rushed in a way that Texas wasn't able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, even and even though, on those plays when Texas did rush, like rush his throws, yeah. if, you prob- if, if we took the time it took him to throw the ball against Michigan yeah. and the time it took him to throw the ball against Texas, you would see a difference by – maybe it's decimal – um, decimal time, but even a give, half give, second. Give a guy half a second, he's going to make that throw Makes against Texas. Yeah. He won't make that throw against Michigan. And he got rushed to the point where even if he, even when he did have time, he started missing some of those throws as well, which was super out of character for him over the last. I mean, honestly, over most of his career, but especially over the last two years at Washington. So credit to the Michigan defense there. Uh, credit to, but credit to the Michigan defense. Credit to the coaching staff and. You have to appreciate how they put this team together. I just that's, I can't. that's why it's so frustrating to Robbie, me. Yeah, I mean, this is it's still going to be tainted. Yeah, yeah. Everything about this season is just tainted. Like I, I know they're a good team, but when you're like talking, like, hey, I, I'm trying to separate the fact that, hey, did the wins come because you knew certain information, sure, or yeah. is it just because you're more talented they're good. than anybody yeah. else? Um, the problem is that's there, there's there's going one. One side of the hand can't be true without the other side of the hand. Yeah, you can't separate them because they, they absolutely happen. It's going to be tainted. Yeah. And, and, you know, well, like I said before, the NCAA or the College Football Playoff Committee, um, if they vacate any of Michigan's wins this season, well, then you can't actually make them eligible for the College Football right, they Playoff have been because in. they wouldn't have enough yeah, they wouldn't be in. To, to back up for it. Because Florida and, State would And then been what? That yeah. You can't win right. the national championship. So – you know, it, it's just it's just crazy because with, with if some of the wins this season are are, are tainted, I, I mean, how do how do you move on from from something like like how how do you allow? I, I'm trying to like map this out in my head as I as I talk through this because if one team did it, got away with it. Mm-hmm. And yes, you know that other teams, like somewhat, some way, do sign stealing in game. They they don't go to the extreme of, of Michigan. Yeah. But because of the systemic and disgusting scouting and sign stealing that we saw from Michigan this season, and then also don't forget that they had an assistant coach that was house was raided for an FBI investigation. Yeah. They were a part of a couple of recruiting. Um, yeah, during the COVID seasons, so uh, recruiting, recruiting violations, things in yeah. violations there. Like, there's so much this season that it has me thinking. Like, how how early do you attack this? Like, do you attack this now? Do you wait a couple of months? But at some point, it needs to be the, the crime needs to be solved. It can't just it, we can't just sit here and say that Michigan is a poster child of the world right now because they they didn't get here the right way. Right, and and I. I agree with you there. I, I don't think that the – I don't think anything will actually come of it in terms of punishment for the actual games played. They might have a – because in general, and I know they did this back with USC, but in general, you're talking about an organization that really 
is fairly toothless at this point, especially with college football, because of how separated they've become. In with you know they kind of they run their own championship, they choose their own, uh, they choose their own participants in the playoff and everything like that. It has been so far removed from the NCAA, and honestly, I think it's going to become even more removed. You know, we heard Chip Kelly talk about. Uh, it football kind of becoming its own thing. We've heard a lot of people talk about, you know, maybe you have like a super division one, like a super league of power five teams and they create their own rules. I actually think it is going that direction. And if the NCAA still wants any part of the revenue, they're not going to attack one of the big dogs in what's happening there. I think the NCAA maybe does a little slap on the wrist. So it looks like they did anything, but in a world in which college football is moving off in its own direction to govern itself by its own rules, I don't know how aggressive the NCAA is going to be with the things we saw this year. At some point, you just got to do the right thing. And the right thing would be to strip this title from Michigan because even though they had some, some really talented players and even though they won that game in commanding fashion, you still didn't get here the way that you should have gotten here. And, I'm not and, and, and you know, so at some point, you've got you to throw integrity into this conversation. And the NCAA, if, if they want to get away from being looked at as a slimy <laughs> um, and uh, backless uh, group, organization, committee, whatever you want to call them, uh, at, 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 at spineless, backless. Spineless is what I meant to say. <laughs> it got there. Uh, you, you, have to, you, you have to rain down on Michigan in this case. You just have to. But here, and even if, you, even if you upset the big dog, yeah. w- what is one big dog in a huge pond? I understand that, but if you look at the history of the NCAA, A, integrity has not really been on the first – for and first and foremost. No, but it, like I'm saying, if you want to change the narrative, I, do they though? That's I don't do they. Well, I, but look, they did it back in 2004. Why wouldn't they do it again? Yeah, I mean that's fair, but also the, and yes, it was the BCS that made the decision. But that's not to say the NCAA didn't give them the kick in the rear that they needed to make that decision. The BCS. So I think the BCS was a much was much closer to the old version of college football than we are going into now. Um, I think there was very little talk in – I think the decision came down a few years after the actual 2004 title. But you're talking about a, a time in which there was really no threat of college football breaking off and doing its own thing. Now I think it's all but a certainty. And in order to keep those member schools involved in all the other sports that the NCAA does have control over, you kind of have to just – hands off with college football. I genuinely think that's how it's going to go because the NCAA has never done the right thing. That's what they, I mean, that is the NCAA at its core. But Charlie Baker seems to kind of have a new vision for how the NCAA should be ran. It wouldn't shock me uh, because he's already started to make statements in his first, first year, second year, first year. I think it's his I think so, yeah. yeah it's, it's, he's, an, he's an early guy. Yeah. Uh, it, it, we'll call it his rookie season. <laughs> Who knows? He maybe played 40 games last season, but he's still considered a rookie. Yeah, he doesn't have enough too. service time yeah. at the, uh, the yeah. second. So, still re- eligible for rookie re- of the year. Yeah, regardless <laughs> of what it is. Charlie Baker is not afraid to stand up for what he thinks uh, is right and the, the direction the NCAA should be headed. So he's the right guy in the seat 
for something like this to happen, to change. At the end of the day, though, I think the NCAA is trying to survive. I think they're trying to survive in the new world of college athletics, and you don't do it by pissing off the Blue Bloods in college football. I, listen, I, I, I agree that he said some of the right things. Until they start doing some of the right things, I have a really hard time believing that there's anything consequential is going to happen from this. And the other part of this is they've pretty consistently still gotten it wrong on things like transfer waivers and stuff where there seems to be no logical consistency whatsoever in terms of how they're approaching this. So, listen, I hope you're right. I hope that they do turn over a new leaf and start to be, you know, a more integrity-filled institution that actually does try and keep things on a level playing field, especially when it's things like this. I couldn't care less about the Reggie Bush thing. I don't care that his family got a condo and he got some cash and whatever because, A, that is something everybody was doing at the time and is, by the way, legal now. Kind of how I feel about Kelvin Sampson. Like, Kelvin Sampson got blackballed from college basketball because he sent too many texts. Like, six months later, it was no longer a violation, right? He was ahead of the curve. They banned him for text. But he had a show cause yeah. penalty over text messages, yeah, this okay? Will never, this will never That's become what I'm saying. something. This is a different thing. The in-person scouting, the recruiting violations during COVID, the— It will never become okay. Yeah, the recruiting violations with the uh, computer getting raided. Like, this is a different thing to me. But I still don't know that I trust the NCAA to do the right thing. Because I have never trusted the NCAA to do the right thing. Because the history of, of watching them indicates, yeah, they're probably just going to kick the can down the road at best. They're going to roll over and show their belly at worst. Right? They're, the NCAA is the dog that barks a lot. And then as soon as you go up to them, immediate submission. They're just like, oh, yeah, scratch my belly. It's fine. I'm not going to do anything to you. Like that's they're my dog Roggy basically every time, he'll bark really really loud, rolls over every time you go up to him. Just up, oh, uh, there's my belly. <laughs> now Doug, you gotta watch out for. Him. He's a little crazy, but but Roggy is gonna show you his belly. That to me is the NCAA. They they've never been, they've always been a spineless organization, as you said. And listen, I don't know how much more we need to talk about the NCAA, but. As I mentioned, it is a key part of telling the story of Michigan football this season. Yeah, and that's that's something I had a problem with, too, is every headline that you read is Michigan's the perfect story, X, Y, and Z. And you know what? All, all things aside, if you took all the scandals out of it and you just took Michigan for what they were as a football team this year, they would be a pretty cool story. Absolutely. It would be a pretty great story. I wouldn't know. I don't know if I'd call them perfect, but I mean, they had a perfect season, but um, it's all a great all, story without you have, it. You have yeah. Jim Harbaugh that, you know, took this team from the gutter back to relevance again. You're you have, innocent until proven uh, guilty. And he was on the hot seat a few years ago. Yeah. Like, you you have a a really strong defense that that looks like they're going to be just as strong next season, even if they lose some pieces, because that's kind of what happened the mm-hmm. year before, and they just got better this year. Uh, Blake Corum, JJ McCarthy comes back. Uh, you you have uh, Roman Wilson on the outside. Mm-hmm. Like all of these guys are 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 sticking around to win a national title. Like 
on paper, it's a great story. You look at this team yeah. and you're like, this is a team that I want to root for. But you can't forget all the other things. Yeah, you're ignoring half the story if you do that. You, you know how many potholes that car hit before it got <laughs> to the national championship? You know how many tires had to be changed before they got to the national championship game? Yeah, they they, they needed four new wheels. Their their coach was literally suspended for half the season. He was suspended for half the season. We're just ignoring that like it didn't happen. We're ignoring so much yeah. of this, so much of the the whole story, and that's why I can't get behind everybody glossing over the fact that Michigan didn't do something that gave them an advantage. Yeah, I, listen, I'm okay with obviously giving Michigan credit. They won that game convincingly last night, um, even during a stretch where it seemed like Washington could – get back into it and they had opportunities they weren't able to take advantage of they won the, they were they were dominant at the start they dominated at the very end to give themselves a nice comfortable margin you know there's we should be talking about that this morning that should be the story of man they did this in an old school way and sprinkled in a little bit of flair that that has made them a you know a, a modern big 10 team right that's what we should be talking about instead what we're talking about is Connor Stallions and Jim Harbaugh's suspension and recruiting violations and things like that because that's a huge part of who Michigan was this season. Uh, coming up next, we will set up the show, let you know who's going to be joining us. We will talk some Michigan football uh, with one of their writers. We're also going to talk to Damon Betting. He rescheduled for today, so we'll talk to him as well as our guy Mike Schaefer at 9 o'clock. Plenty of more to come on Herd Sports Radio.